Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Chris Baden about how he helps companies grow and scale. Chris is a CEO and co-founder of Flowchat, a SaaS company that has a unique way of acquiring new customers. Their organic tool and strategies have led to boosting their company and others to over $100,000 per month in revenue. When Chris isn't building businesses, he's building a lifelong marriage, world-impacting family, and has competed on American Ninja Warrior. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Virginia. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here with us today. Can you kind of tell us what your entrepreneurial journey has been like? Like, has this, has this always been what you've done? It's been a sneaky one. That's what it's been. And what I mean by sneaky is I didn't identify as an entrepreneur until maybe like two or three years ago is when it kind of hit me. And I've always viewed myself more as somebody that just finds a way. I, I solve problems. I have found myself in, in leadership in one way or another through, through most of my life. So for example, I was five years old and I started doing martial arts. And by the time I was uh, six, I was already helping out with certain classes and teaching you know, other ranks. And so I always like found myself going that direction. I eventually got my first degree black belt when I was seven, second degree when I was eight, and continued on with that for a little bit and then got into sport, you know, played at a division one college for, for golf. And so this element of competition, this element of leadership, I was the team captain for, I started as the worst on every team <laughs> and then it was really freaking frustrating. And then, but by the end of, you know, my, my time, you know, I'd have like the lowest scoring average uh, on the team. So there's this competitive side of me, although I'm, I'm more of like a, my personality is more of like a soft-spoken person, more more introverted, but I'll just like kind of lock on on a goal and an outcome and then just kind of, I just won't stop until I freaking get it. <laughs> so there, th- that's in me. And as I graduate and I go into the, the marketplace, the business world, I end up, I end up starting my own stuff and it's fun and exciting. It's also crazy, exhausting and nerve wracking. And am I good enough? And is this actually going to work? Is this a good idea? Is this the right? All this different stuff that I've had to, you know, process personally. And then, you know, getting married, starting a family. I'm not just doing this, you know, I'm not just betting on myself. I'm also leading a marriage and a family, you know, how is this affecting everyone too? And so outside of the team and partners and all the other layers. So that's kind of the highlight version of, you know, Chris, how'd you get into entrepreneurship? How'd you get into business? You know, a few years ago, I heard someone define entrepreneurship and I was like, oh crap, I think that's me. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. That's roughly how it went down. Well, it sounds like it's been an interesting journey anyway. Yeah. I I mean, there's, there's never a dull moment. I'm constantly uncomfortable (laughs) and you know, you're, again, you're just in that spot of servanthood. So if, if I'm not actually coming to market with a viable product or service, and I'm actually not getting other people results, then nobody cares. And there's that some people, everyone responds to responsibility and rejection in different ways. And so I, I don't even think it's fair to say naturally respond to it this way. I think I've just, I'm constantly in this feedback loop of, did I accomplish the goal or not? If yes, cool. Why? If no, cool. Why? <laughs> I'm always learning and always asking and then figuring out how to replicate and then accelerate that result, not just for myself, but for others. So who is your ideal client? To put us in a bucket, very simply, Flowchat is the the software I built and sold my first software company about, oh, actually two years ago this month. 
So, and I've been working on my next software project. Uh, we started early this year. So April was our first full month of sales. We did 35,000 that month in sales and then, you know, continue to scale. <laughs> Money's all relative. Some friends are like, Oh, that's great, Chris. I, I do what you do in an hour. I'm like, okay, well, you're cool. <laughs> you know, and, and for some like, whoa, that's, you know, that would be, a, it's it's a life-changing month. For, for me, I was the guy that barely made $26,000 a year, like on my tax return. And I, I'm trying to get married. And when I'm going to my now wife, you know, then girlfriend saying, hey, like, what do you think? We could move in with my parents and get you a ring maybe later. And that pitch didn't sell very well. <laughs> I didn't, I don't come from money. I've always had to create something from nothing is the way that I say it. I, I have to, I have to be valuable to the way I get results is I get other people results. If I don't, then they tell me to go home and nothing happens. And so I've lived in that perform or die type of mentality and, and how I didn't do it the right way. No shortcuts because it doesn't last. So if I eat today and I starve tomorrow, that doesn't work for me. I can't feed my kids hopes and dreams. I've got three kids under the age of six. They need re real results because they need real food. So that's my world. That's how I think. Agency owners are, is, is very common. So we're, you can put me in a lead gen bucket. I'm Flowchat is really good at building targeted lead lists and then, and then talking to that list via direct messaging on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. We're a CRM for all direct messaging. And open rates are fantastic. Click-through rates are fantastic. We're not a bot. We don't spam people. I've yet, like, when's the last time anyone's bought from a bot? <laughs> I've taken over 600 call. Well, as of the beginning of uh, September this year, I already taken over 600 calls personally on communicating just, just different business owners, different agency owners on, Hey, how is this, how is lead gen working for you? And no, none of, none of them, zero of them have bought from a bot. And I'm like, okay, well, I like the idea, but if people, if that's not where the buying pattern is taking place, then it's probably not a good sales strategy as of now could change, right? All this being said, we're a helpful tool that we can import members from Facebook groups. We can, people that like your content, so yours, or maybe there's even competitor content or referral partner partners that are Dream 100 in your same industry that are liking those posts. We can import all those people that are liking that content. A fun marketable way of saying it is we convert content into conversation. I'm the sales guy. I've been commissioned only the last 10 plus years of my life, basically. So, you know, I, what the world I know and why I'm useful to other people is I help, I help drive more sales. I help people talk to more of the right people and drive more revenue, create more commerce and transactions. So I love marketing, love branding. I've learned a bunch about both specifically in the last five years, but, and they're very powerful tools and skill sets. but my, my my trade is sales. So how do you get in front of agency owners? Yeah. So for example, there's multiple different agency based Facebook groups. In fact, even, even like there's founder groups as well. So I'd go on Facebook and I would just, you, even if you went on Facebook and typed in agency owner, and then you select the search filter groups, it's going to show you a list of different Facebook groups that have attracted and were built for agency owners. I'd simply join those groups and then I can import those member lists, and then I can put them into a CRM chat sequence and begin reaching out to them and building my relationship with them. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Helpful, <laughs> right? So here's yeah. the thing. When you have sales, 
to constantly drive, not only for you, but you have a, de a development department to fund and you have a marketing department to fund and you have a, a marriage and a family and like all, <laughs> you know, a thousand bucks, 2000, 10,000, you know, it's like that crap takes a, a little bit of coin to fund. <laughs> so, you know, fortunately I've been blessed to have uh, really powerful business partners. My superpower might just be, I'm really good at always being the dumbest person in the room. So, you know, my business partner, he's sold over a hundred million dollars, uh, Sean Malone in his 20 plus year career now at this point. And my, my CTO, Bruno, the dude is so, he's crazy smart. He's crazy smart. He just can, the way he solves problems and can work, work, navigate them and develop code and engineer and, and the infrastructure of how all that works. He's, he's a really talented guy. He's worked on some really big projects and, and then there's Chris. <laughs> so, you know, I've been able to support and obviously help to some capacity and continue to earn my right, you know, to be in the room. And, but all that being said, we help usually the longer somebody listens to me and the closer they get to me, the more money they start making. And I, I liken that to, it's not because I'm special or different. It's just because I've thought about that thing for the last 10 years of my life every single day. <laughs> How do I drive revenue? What does cash flow look like? What's the projection? What are we doing, you know, quarter over quarter? And, you know, my brain has been, I've been in environments where I, like I have to solve this or I don't survive. So, you know, fortunately I've been able to survive and continue to earn this right to play business, the game of business. So you guys, sounds like you had a really successful launch. What's some of your big goals that you have now for the next year or two? This by far is the biggest project I've ever worked on, uh, Flowchat, flowchat.com. Uh, the, the goal is to, by the end of 2023, make sure that we have a 50 plus million dollar valuation, meaning that other people will look at our company, investors, big money, bigger money, will look at our, our company and say, oh, you know, based on your retention, based on EBITDA and all these other acronyms and things that I'm learning about, I would happily pay 50 million plus dollars for this to acquire this company. I don't know that I'll exit fully or partial exit or I don't know, but between the time that we started, which is, you know, early 2021 and the end of 2023, so it's a three-year goal and project is to build a company where I find at least three people that are willing to write me a check for 50 plus million dollars. And that sounds crazy to even say, I like, I have to practice saying it because it feels uncomfortable to me. But, but here's the thing. I'll share a story here. Money is just an idea. It's just an idea. When I was 24, I was like, Hmm, how much money should I make? I was like, well, a hundred thousand dollars a year. Sounds good. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. And I mean, and that's, that's us dollars. So Virginia, like Canadian okay. dollars, I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, that's like, that's a, that's a small fortune, <laughs> but, but that's the thought that went through me. And so I ended up finding 10 different ways to make a hundred thousand and, and I picked one of them. And my first year, like I mentioned earlier, I made 26 on my tax return. I always go to that. What did I take home? What is in my account that I can do something with after taxes? It was 26,000 and change. So I, I always round down. My second year is $44,000 and change. And the third year in, in, in that, pro, I call it a project, I don't know, you know, commission only sales position. I was walking to my condo. I just got out of my, my Camry <laughs> and mm -hmm. walking to my, my condo. And right before I got in the door, I stopped and I looked at my tax return and it said $107,000 and change. I was 27 and it was the first, it was the first 12 month period year that I, I, I did it. I hit the goal. 
And my first feeling was like, I still feel broke. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just, I did it. Like I've been, I was exhausted. It didn't feel very exciting, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, I did, I did. It says here that I did <laughs> and I'm not a big spender. So like I was, I was saving and, and for, for multiple projects and things I wanted to do, but the immediate, that lasted about five seconds. The immediate next thought that I had was why the hell did I pick a hundred grand? <laughs> why didn't I pick a quarter million? Why didn't I pick a half? So I, I did, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to hit on it. I'm going to do a quarter million now. And so, but what my brain started to do, like a wealthy mind says, I can't. And a wealthy mind says, how can poor mind says I can't. And a wealthy mind says, how can I? And bo both minds are going to be presented with the same problem, but how people show up and flow through that is very different. And so I, but I don't just ask it once. I ask it twice, actually five, actually, I don't stop asking it until I figure it out. My brain keeps coming up with like different ideas and, you know, I meet new people and I ask other people like, how would you solve this problem? And then they'll tell me how they did or how they would. And I definitely try to listen to more of the people that did <laughs> <laughs> and, and doing that. I share this story now because it comes and hopefully this is inspiring and encouraging to people. I, I'm, I'm just somebody that dared to ask the question, not once or twice, but not stop asking it until I figured it out. And I'm like, huh, well, I can't stay on this job. If I'm going to do a quarter million, I have to do something else. Well, what else would I do? And then I started finding ways and then I started executing on ways. And then it was like really freaking hard because I had to learn all these new skills. And now I've come to a place where I'm like, how do Virginia, how do I do something where somebody just sends me $50 million? <laughs> right. And what pisses me off, Virginia, is why did I pick a hundred grand? Why didn't I just ask myself when I was 20 freaking four, now I'm 34, you know what? How do I get somebody to give me $50 million? <laughs> I, you know what, you know what I can tell you? I wouldn't be thinking that now. I'd probably already have it. <laughs> Not that it's just, I think it, and then it just comes to me. I think there's, you know, if you go into the, the manifestation thing, I think there's merit there and there's something there. I'm, I'm not like the best guy to talk to about all that stuff. I have a, a, a different walk or different experience, but you know, what, what I will say is I just ask a question. It's a focus exercise and it's different thinking. And the question is, it's not always money. You listening to this or watching this, what is your goal? Take all limitations off you for a second. And then like, what is it that's in you that you feel you want to go create? It's my belief that, that was first given to you. Like I, I start my day off like, oh, I woke up. Thanks God. <laughs> like I was given life today and I can see touch, smell and taste and use my body and my brain works. And like, whoa, like these are all crazy, awesome gifts. Like this is literally a miracle. That's how I feel. That's how I start. And so as I flow through that and like sit in that, I don't know, more, more ideas come to me. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like I was given all that just for my own consumption and pleasure. I feel like I was, I was given that to go serve other people. And in that, like I'll, I'll be fulfilled and, and it will be like a, a whole life. I don't know. I'm getting a little down the rabbit trail, but yeah, I don't know. You're asking, Hey, this is, this is honest, Chris. And this is what served me really well. I don't know, processing life through some of these filters, they've continued to stick and hold and, and bring me places I never thought I'd go, meet people I never thought I'd meet and do things that I never thought I would do. I, I don't come from money. I'm just some guy that asks how a lot. 
<laughs> and I hate losing. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. <laughs> There's that whole piece. And and listen, like it, it's it's not been easy. Three months before my first son was born, I I had to take on over thirty thousand plus dollars in debt, and I had saved my whole life, and I, I was really pissed about it because I'm like I'm I didn't make a poor choice. I didn't do something stupid. And the truth is. Sometimes you don't make like a mistake or do the wrong thing, but life still kicks you in the balls metaphorically. But anyway, like that was really scary for me. I had a two year lease agreement on, so I was uh, for the insurance agency that I had at the time is like 2015, 2016, before I came online and started building, you know, software companies essentially. And yeah, I had to tell my five employees it during the holidays. Sorry. I, I don't know why the contract was cut, but we all like don't have a job anymore. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And then I went home to my six month pregnant wife and, and she's like, well, what are we going to do? We haven't paid ourselves in 10 months. And now, and now we just took on more debt. And I'm like, I, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even have like, we hit all our sales goals. Like we were doing well. I was making sure everyone got paid. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. And like that moment sucked a lot. Now it worked out, you know, like I started selling my my office furniture and I, I just, I wake up. Thank you for life today. How, how do we do it? And how, 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 how about now? How? And, and I just, I don't know. I just worked until the job was done. And so sometimes that feels good and is fun. And sometimes it's not so fun. <laughs> I totally get why people are not entrepreneurs or build your own business. And it's very humbling when it goes well, it's humbling. And when it, when it sucks and you fail and you have to, and you, sometimes you don't even know why and you live with that, th that sucks too. Like I, it's uncomfortable. It's very painful. I totally recommend somebody knowing that up front, maybe not get into it. If you make, if you make, look, listen, if you make 60, 150,000 a year and you have one skill and you're doing your thing, I'm not saying that's the right path for everyone, but I'm also saying it's not necessarily a horrible gig. If I knew everything about entrepreneurship that I knew now, I don't know that I would have walked the path, but it's too late. I already did. <laughs> and, and my personality, you know, I just, I'm always like, I love to build, like, I believe like our creator created us to create. And so it's like, my brain's always going, always building. And, and that's, you know, here we are. <laughs> so was there any, or what's the best advice that someone's ever given you? Like, was there something specific that definitely helped you through those rough times or just in general? I hear you asking like, Hey, how did, how did you get through the rough times? And I, I, for me, I just don't, it's always the goal. It's always the goal. It's like, well, here's where, like, I'll be honest with where I'm at and how I feel about it. And then it's, you know, how do we make it? Well, but Chris, this doesn't work and that's broken. Da, da, da. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Like that's all just noise to me. What, like, where do we need to get to today? And sometimes in those harder moments, it's like, I just need to make it to the end of the day. And that's the goal. And so I, th I think focus maybe is a, another simple way of saying the same thing is I'll just get hyper-focused. And, and I just, there's that, look, I have this thing over here. So it's like, don't quit. It's this like marble looking thing. And I can, I can, and I got to jump here in just a bit, but <clears throat> I can read it to everyone here. Like quits not in my blood. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And here's something sometimes that I'll read when it, things are just not as fun. It says, when things go wrong, and they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when you're feeling low and the stress is high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when worries are getting you down a bit, by all means, pray. And 
Don't you quit. Success is failure turned inside out. God's hidden gift in the clouds of doubt. You never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So trust in the Lord when you're uh, hardest hit. It's when things go wrong that you must not quit. So true. Yeah, that one hits me hard, as you can see and hear, probably. And so there, there's, if it was martial arts when I was, you know, five and younger in life, or if it was, you know, I, I had such a dream to actually more so like be a pro athlete, but being a division one athlete was like the next goal. And I, I spent, I spent like six years all day, every day, like summers, winters, whatever, pursuing that. And I never, I never got the scholarships. I never got, I always lost. I mean, golf, there's one winner. And if you take second, you're the first loser. And so there's a lot of built-in failure in that sport and there's no one else to blame but you. And when you beat yourself up, you start doing worse and then you're even more pissed that you're pissed at yourself. It's like this weird freaking tornado cycle. And it built a lot of character in me and taught me a lot about myself. It exposed a lot of like weakness and insecurity in me. And, and that has translated and helped quite a bit in life, that alone business, like in marriage and relationships. And there's no shortcuts. It, there's no shortcuts. And so in those darker moments, you know, there's, there's this, that, that choice at the end of the day, like, are you in, are you going to keep going or not? And for me, it's like, like I'm in, let's go, you know? So that's the best way I know how to articulate it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I really appreciate you being here with us today and for sharing and for being real and raw. We really appreciate that. Yeah, I got intense today. <laughs> <laughs> where can people go to learn out more, learn more about you and what you do? Be- best place where I'm most active is our Facebook group, just our free Facebook group, uh, Flowchat Official Community. And there's just, I, entrepreneurship is lonely, but it doesn't have to be. And so it's a great community to just connect with other entrepreneurs that are dealing with all the problems and challenges that you're facing. Not you. I mean, maybe you, Virginia, but you listening. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I would not be here if it wasn't for being in a other masterminds and surrounding myself with other like-minded entrepreneurs. If I walked this road alone, I would have crumbled a long time ago. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Cool. Thank you, Virginia. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.